Welcome to the Betting with a Barber's Podcast. Touchdown, Kiki Barber! Intercepted, taken away by Wonkley Barber. Barber will go all the way. Hosted by former All-Pro NFL stars Tiki Barber. Tiki with a career-high 213 yards rushing. Rondé Barber. That is an interception. That's Rondé Barber's 10th of the season. And featuring Ron Kruk. A production of GreenRollMedia.com. The world's premier sports betting podcast network. Rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Intercepted. Rondé Barber to the pylon. Touchdown, Tiki Barber. And presented by the world-famous Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com to get in the action with better odds, favorable prices, and an expansive betting menu. Now live in Nevada, Colorado, and New Jersey. Sign up today at Superbook.com. Superbook.com. NFL kickoff is almost here. Hey, let's dominate today. The Barber Twins are buckling up their chin straps and about to take center stage. Let's get the former player perspective on this weekend's NFL betting action with Tiki and Rondé. It's betting with the Barbers. Under center, here's your signal caller, Ron Crook. It's the best time of the week because betting with the Barbers, powered by Superbook Sports, is back in your life. Welcome, everyone. Ron Crook joined, as always, by the New York Giants all-time leading rusher, Tiki Barber, and Super Bowl champ with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Rondé Barber. Guys, you know our producer, Mike Rigg, doesn't like to waste time with small talk and pleasantries, so we're getting right to it this week. I'm going to throw this topic out to kick things off now that seven weeks of the NFL season are in the books. Quick answers. Here we go. What has been the biggest surprise of the season so far for you? And on the flip side, what's been the biggest disappointment? And you can't say me, all right? Tiki, your thoughts. Wow, this is easy. Daniel Jones, who nobody had faith in, is the sixth-rated quarterback, according to QBR, in the National Football League. Go figure. It's a reason that they're 6-1. and one. And on the scary side, how bad has Matt Ryan been? I know he's hurt, but he just got benched for Sam Ellinger. Who, Spooky. Who? Right. Rondé, how about you? Sam Ellinger is a heck of an athlete. He's going to be fun to watch. (laughs) I will give you that. Biggest surprise, New York football giants. Mm. Did you two talk before this? I I thought that's where we were going. but It's it's getting harder and harder for me to bet against them. They just find ways to win. Biggest disappointment, it's easy. Complete train wrecks in both the bays. Tampa and Green Bay can't find ways to win games against teams that should stink. So it is what it is. Spot on for sure. My biggest surprise of the season so far, definitely the NFC East. I mean, who would have thought you'd have a combined record of those four teams of 20 and seven. That's unbelievable. And the biggest disappointment, my AFC worst. I mean, the debate going in, we were talking, hey, maybe all four of these teams could make the playoffs. Well, the Raiders and Broncos have won two games each. The Chargers just got lit up by the Seahawks at home. The Chiefs may be the only team to get into the postseason. That would be unreal. But speaking of those Chiefs and Chargers, they are the two teams that have buys this week as we roll into week number eight and highlight three big games, fellas. All right, let's get right to it. Thursday night matchup between two teams 
who really had Super Bowl expectations coming in, but recently they're battling to turn their seasons around when the four and three Baltimore Ravens traveled to Tampa Bay to take on the three and four Bucks. The Ravens are coming off a three point win against Cleveland, while the Bucks somehow, sorry, Rondé, but lost hmm. at Carolina 21 to three a week after the Panthers traded away their best player. Neither of these teams covering the spread recently, Baltimore two, four and one. Tampa two and five. Now this is where it gets interesting guys. This point spread has been all over the place. Opening odds, according to superbook.com was Tampa Bay minus one and a half money comes in on Baltimore. They go up to one and a half this morning. I looked at superbook.com. It was a pick them current odds, Baltimore minus one and the point total 43 and a half and 45 money line Baltimore 115 come back on Tampa plus 105 so crazy line but couple storylines going in you know guys can Baltimore avoid another late game collapse and win a game that they should and when you look at what's going on with the Tampa Bay offense and Rondé alluded to it in the open who's at fault for the underperformance I would tell you this. I have watched every snap of Tampa Bay this year, and it's confounding. An offense that was 31 points per game under Bruce Arians the last two years is 17.7. Ironically, their defense is giving up 17.7. They're at zero on the differential. I think putting this blame on Brady, which everybody seems to want to do, is a little misguided. They're dysfunctional right now. When they get into the high red, they can't score. Last week against Carolina, they had, I don't know, three or four opportunities in the high red to, to make a play or get down there. I saw three or four of the worst play calls I've ever seen. And you can tell that Tom doesn't trust the players around him. They have Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, the only two players making plays. And this just in, they can't run the ball because they won't run the football. Now, you can blame that on the offense. You can blame it on whatever. They are uncharacteristically bad, and it's hard to put a finger on why without saying that the coaching staff just is a little bit clueless right now. And I don't want to say that because I think they're good coaches. They've been good coaches for two years. They won a Super Bowl, and they won 13 games last year. There's no way that goes down the toilet that quickly, but something is going on. Something's amiss, and I don't know if it's complacency or what. They are not as uh, tender at this point. Defensively, uncharacteristically bad. This was a team that for years has been 80 to 90 yards rushing yards per game, leading the league. They're like at 118, somewhere in the middle of the pack, and they're playing against a Baltimore team where that's all they do. So who's to blame? I have to say everybody. Everybody. The whole team, caboodle, <laughs> trainers, doctors, the food people in the kitchen. No, I'm just kidding. It's not that bad. Just but. not alumni. <laughs> yeah. Let's not discount the fact that you take a Hall of Fame level certainly deserve it, a Hall of Fame head coach, out of the equation, there's going to be some fall. It just happens. Byron Leftwich might be trying to live up to that he's the next head coach and waiting mantra and trying to be too smart for his own good. And we know that Todd Bowles is trying to be too smart for his own good, making it complicated for this defense so they're not free running around making plays. And as a result, Tom Brady, who has been distracted, let's be honest, and has become a little bit of a distraction, let's also be honest, to this team, isn't playing at Tom Brady levels. As a result, they lose games they're not supposed to. P.J. Walker, let's go, buddy. Um, <laughs> but for the Ravens, this, they're an interesting team as we look at this game. 
you realize that if they go up by a touchdown and a field goal against the Buccaneers, it will be their eighth straight game this season that they wow. have led by double digits and they just can't hold the leads. And the question is why? Oh, the answer is simple. Back in 2019, when they won 14 games, Mark Ingram was a stud, rushed for over 1,200 yards, and Gus Edwards was on that team. They had a sound, stout running game. Even over the last couple of years, it's been J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, obviously complimenting with Lamar Jackson with his legs. But right now, the second leading rusher, because the leading rusher is the quarterback, on this team has 165 yards. That's in seven games. Right. So the reason they can't hold leads is because there is no four minute offense. We know what it is. Right. Get a lead. Just run the clock. Diversified ways to get first downs. They can't do that. As a result, they get pressed. They have turnovers and they give games away like they have been over the last couple of weeks. Very well said, guys. That leads to really I don't want to overplay this but it's sort of a must win for both of these teams maybe a little bit more on the tampa bay side so again just checking with the odds at superbook.com after flip-flopping both ways baltimore is still the favorite coming in at minus one it is your former team ronde so we'll give you the honors in the clubhouse who you going with in this one this game absolutely feels like a pick 'em, and it should be a pick 'em. I wouldn't give a favorite either way. Tiki made a great point uh, about this Ravens team not being able to close out games because they can't run the football. Tiki, they have nine different players that have ran the football this year, <laughs> including the tight end, by the way, <laughs> from under center. Uh, whatever. <laughs> it's, just, it's insane. They can't keep leads, so it's impossible for me to bet on Baltimore. They are a pass interference, an offensive pass interference, I'm sorry, away last week from losing to Cleveland. I mean, they should have lost that game. I watched the end of that game. They should have lost that football game, and they can't. Now, for me, if Tampa starts this game slow like they have all year long, not one first-quarter touchdown for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and only three in the first half, there's a reason why their points are so down. If they start slow, they won't win because they've shown the inability to score points when they need to. But I got to say, I may be being homerish here, but the comeback has to start somewhere. And if it's not this week, I don't know that it'll happen. So I am boldly saying Tampa's going to find a way to win at home on a short week on Thursday night. They're going to find some urgency and whatever the spread is, it's going to be one. It might be something else by tomorrow. I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, this almost has to be a money line pick. Forget the spread because of point <laughs> Good points. points, yeah. Uh, right? So I get you, Rondé. You have to go homerishly towards the Buccaneers. But I think that the Baltimore Ravens could be coming around to what I just uh, talked about, the solution. Gus Edwards has only played one game this year, and it was last week. He had 66 yards. If they can find a way to start running the ball again, not just with Lamar, but with everyone else on this team, their defense has started to mend itself on the second level. At one point, they were the worst defensive uh, pass-wise in the league. They've now made themselves about 23 or so, which has been a huge correction. Uh, And if Sean Bateman can be elite, uh, as he was early in the season, I think Lamar Jackson is the catalyst to keeping this team afloat and finding a way, finally, with a run game to win it. So I'm going to go opposite you, Rondé. Give me the Baltimore Ravens laying one or whatever the heck it is they're laying. But really, on the money line, this is really a pick em. I will say this. Mark Andrews is hurt. He is their best receiver. But if this comes down to a kick, 
I probably should go with uh, Ravens. Justin Tucker. Uh, you, you're on record. It's too late, my man. <laughs> <laughs> Keep an eye on those odds at Superbook.com for sure. If you've ever gone against Tom Brady on Thursday night, well, you pretty much lost every time. Ten and one. <laughs> all time i think he comes out in this game and probably passes the ball about 100 times i don't know uh the ravens have a bottom five passing defense i don't know if they'll be able to stop them tampa bay just lost two in a row which has, has shocked a lot of people and it is a quick turnaround for the bucks and that's not an easy thing to do for a 45 year old especially when you're playing quarterback in the nfl to do anything on three days notice but I just see something happening here where, as Rondé said, the comeback has to start at some point. I think the Ravens will be able to run the ball. I think Lamar will have some big plays because the hyped-up Bucks defense has run into some issues here lately. But this is 100% a, a coin flip game for me. I love what you said, Tiki. Grab this one on the money line, whoever you like. I just think Tampa is more desperate and somehow pulls out the win. So give me Tampa Bay. Superbook is still offering some great promos, including up to a $1,000 bonus when you sign up, make a deposit, and wager. Also check out their weekly parlay and safety bonuses at Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app and make sure you're following us on all social media platforms at Superbook Sports. Game number two in what has pretty much become an ongoing segment here on the show every week Tiki Barber's 6-1 and one New York Giants continue to win, shock people that they are winning, and then most importantly for some, cover as underdogs. <laughs> as shocking, though, fellas, is the fact that after trading Russell Wilson, the Seattle Seahawks, who no one gave a chance this season, are 4-3, and three, leading the NFC West, and they're being led by a journeyman quarterback in Geno Smith, who has flat out been balling this year. Giants six and one against the spread. Man, I hope you've been riding that train. Seahawks <laughs> four and three. So, will the odds makers at the Superbook at the Westgate continue to make the Giants <laughs> underdogs? Well, of course they will. Of course they will. To Washington, second week in a row, the Giants find themselves as road underdogs. Opening odds, guys, Seahawks minus two and a half, the point total 46 and a half. Current odds from Superbook.com, Seattle is now a three-point favorite, and the point total has gone to 45. Seattle minus 150 on the money line, plus 130 for your Giants. All right, guys, I don't think the Giants are sneaking up on anyone anymore. <laughs> And they continue to win, though, with that formula that's been working for them. And again, how am I saying this? Who would have thought the Seahawks would be leading the NFC West? Are they really that good? Well, here's the conversation. It's very simple for both of these teams. Geno Smith has been very effective. 73% complete percentage leads the league. Uh, he has two really good wide receivers and two really good tight ends and maybe even a third one. And uh, in, 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 in Colby uh, Parkinson. So they have talent offensively. And by the way, a running back in Kenneth Walker III out of Michigan State, who's a stud wow. with Brees Hall's injury, he might end up winning rookie of the year because he's been so instrumental to that team. They do, however, have a discipline problem. They're 33 penalties are the most in the NFC right now, and they get flustered in moments. And for the Giants, 
their formula is not anything special. It's just keep it tight and play one position football. Uh, and then you complement that with a great run game. I told you guys back at the beginning of this season, the Giants' strength was going to be their running offense, Saquon Barkley, and Daniel Jones has become a big part of that. He's the sixth-rated quarterback in football. It's not because he's throwing for 300 yards. It's because he's not making mistakes. There's no turnovers. Uh, and when they have to make a play, he goes and makes a play. His EPA expected True. point per attempt and the fourth quarter is one of the best in the National Football League. Throughout the game, it stinks for both sides of the ball, <laughs> defensively and offensively. But in the fourth quarter, this team is so well coached that in these one possession games, they know that they are going to make the play that makes the difference, whereas other teams have faltered and fallen short. So it's an interesting calculus when you look at this game, how the strengths of the Seahawks aided by their 12th man. It's out there at that stadium. It is so loud and it can become physically and emotionally disruptive, especially when they're good. That's what the Giants are going to have to contend with. And honestly, that's the X factor. How do you deal with being in a raucous environment on the road? I love this game because the formula is very simple for the New York Giants. Control the pace of the game with the run game. Keep the score close and down. They're not going <laughs> to cover the over. And just be better coached. That's it. It sounds so simple, but that's winning football. And I think too many coaches try to get away from that and try to be geniuses. They're not trying to be geniuses. They're doing what they're supposed to do. Daniel Jones, you talk about his efficiency. Obviously, Lamar Jackson's the number one running quarterback in football. With I think he's the fifth most yards rushing period in the NFL. You know where Daniel Jones is? <laughs> only, about only about 120 yards behind him. So if you're asking how they're doing it, it's the they're doing it that way. Actually, they're doing it the same way that Chicago did on Monday night beating New England. Let your running quarterback be a running quarterback. And that's exactly what they've done. Now, Wink's defense, I don't think they're great, great, but they're good enough. And they're a top 10 scoring defense because they're fourth in the red zone. Do you know who's very bottom of the red zone in scoring offense? Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. We could talk all you want glowingly about Geno Smith and who would have thought, right? Who would have thought that he would have been better than Russ? Well, obviously, John Schneider and Carroll did. Uh, his career passing percentage, he's just said it's 73% or whatever. Do you know what it was no, that's normally? This year. Yeah, that's this I know. Year. This year. But you know what it was normally? Like 61. Oh, it's like wow. it 61 only because of like this year. <laughs> it was <laughs> pathetic. So is he on a heater? Yes, he's on a heater. Does he have a great run game? Yes. Ken Walker coming off his best game of his young rookie career are excellent. But statistically, they're not very good. If you look at Seattle statistically, they're not very good. They're scoring more points than they're expected. I think they're fifth in the league in, in points per game. But they're not doing anything really, really well. And I think that's going to come out to beat you. And Tiki, you made the point at the beginning, was bottom of my notes, 33 penalties lead that are tops in the league. That is how you get beat by the New York football giants. I would have loved to know what the odds would have been at the beginning of the year that we would be making this one of our <laughs> games of the week. But I love this game. This Zero. thing is huge. <laughs> yeah, those are bad odds. And uh, But it, it's a very intriguing matchup. So many storylines going in and current odds going into this game in Seattle from Superbook.com. Seattle is a minus three favorite. The point total sitting at 45. All right, Tiki, they're your Giants. You're up first. Who are you going My with? Rant 
last week is put respect on the, the name of the New York football giants. They're going to keep He's disrespecting taken. them, Superbook and everybody else. Give me the Giants getting three points on the road. They just find ways to win. Rondé mentioned something about Wink's system. He varies it. He is almost down the line zone man. That's in the field of play, but also in the red zone. So you don't know what they're going to do, but it's also very simple. And so the athletes, Xavier McKinney in the secondary, Julian Love as well, even Fabian Moreau, who exactly, they can play free. And they just go be athletes and make plays. Kayvon Thibodeau gets his first sack two weeks ago against Lamar, a strip sack that seals the game, right? When the guys can just go play ball like you did when you were a kid, you feel better. The Giants feel good. They're starting to feel the energy of success. And it's awesome to, to witness, especially being in New York and having essentially a decade of, of, of mediocrity. It feels awesome and fun to be a Giants fan again. Give me them plus three. I'm telling you what, the last time, and I think I did this game, maybe with you, the last time we talked Geno Smith in the New York Giants yeah. was in 2017 when he was oh, taking man. Eli's job. That's right. We did that game, right? That's right. <laughs> I remember that. I mean, Ben McAdoo got fired for it, but we did that game. It was last time Geno was relevant in New York. Now he's going in on a roll, try, uh, at home at least, trying to beat the, the, one of the hottest teams in football. And I think that role ends Sunday. I think the Giants continue. I, I, until they prove me wrong, I'm not going to say they're not going to find a way to win. They find ways to win. The odds makers have this one wrong again. It's going to be the Giants. <laughs> Whoa. All right. So Barber brothers agree. Both going with the underdog New York Giants in Geno Smith's revenge game. I mean, come on. Oh, that's power. Wonder Twin powers activate. I mean, uh, I, I remember that game you guys are talking about. I mean, the Big Apple and Giant fans lost their mind when Geno Smith came in. And I think Geno Smith remembers that, too. For me, I mean, fantasy football nerd alert, start every Giant and Seahawk running back out there because both these teams are struggling to stop the run right now. Saquon Barkley continues to run like a madman, number two in the NFL in rushing yards. And Tiki mentioned it before, and you listen to him anytime he mentions a running back. Kenneth Walker III coming off a huge game against the L.A. Chargers last week. So I think it comes down to who can stop the run, and I think Seattle is better at that right now. The Giants' offensive line is banged up. They've been on a world tour from London to New York to Jacksonville yeah. to Seattle. I think it catches up to them, even though the Seahawks are without DK Metcalf. I'm taking Seattle and laying the points. Never learn, do I? No. This is your one loss for the week, just so you know. Uh -oh. <laughs> no longer loss. under 20. Mm. There's the dig. <laughs> well, let's move on to game number three. And guys, in what many predicted would be a preview of the Super Bowl, the Buffalo Bills have done their part in living up to their expectations. But their opponent on Sunday Night Football, the Green Bay Packers, have not. Pack has lost three straight. Offense has been miserable. So has Aaron Rodgers. Now they have to travel to Buffalo. That They will face an insane crowd as the Bills host just their second Sunday Night Football game since 2008. That place will be rocking. Bills, 5-1 and one overall, 4-1-1 one and one against the spread. And the Packers... Three and four straight up, two and five against the spread. I had this little prop of the week. If you bet this game, 
at the beginning of the season when Superbook released every game, you'd only be laying three and a half points with the Bills, oh. guys. Mm. Why didn't you jump on that? Yeah. All right, next Hang year. <laughs> next year, get those bets in in July. All right, here we go. The first time ever that Aaron Rodgers has been a double-digit underdog in his career. Opening odds had uh, Buffalo minus 11, point total sitting at 47.5. Current odds, Buffalo is now minus 11.5, and and the point total has not moved, still 47.5. Money line, Bills, a massive minus 550. Green Bay plus 425. I mean, bottom line, fellas, two teams going in opposite directions. Could the Packers have their first losing season under head coach Matt LaFleur? And can anyone put a stop to the Bills' march to the Super Bowl? I'll start with this. And I only have two things to say about the Bills. They are now the number one offense and number one defense in football. They should have no problem with an inept Green Bay offense right now. Second, their 95-point differential is by far the most in the NFL in a year when scoring in the NFL is down. They are the best team in football, period. They just had a convincing or at least a good road win at Kansas City and then had a bye week. This is going to be one of those games. If I'm talking about Green Bay now, Matt LaFleur has only seen success, right? He goes to the playoffs every one of his years. He was NFC Championship his first two years uh, as a head coach. They're facing three straight losses against the New York Giants, who we know is good now, the New York Jets, who we know is good now, but then the Washington Commanders mm. finishes out their three-game losing streak. Mm. The time is now to panic if you're the Green Bay Packers. And I know they like to talk about it and they have excuses and explanations here and there. They are three games back in their division and they have a losing record. They got to be thinking, if we don't start winning now, we are not going to make the playoffs. And this is the wrong game to go in saying we have to win now. The only way, the only way they do anything in this game is if Aaron Jones has the day of his life, right? He's second most in receptions. He's our leading rusher. He has half of their offensive touchdowns. And if you utilize him the way he can be used instead of trying to make these irrelevant wide receivers relevant, then you can slow the game down and maybe keep that point total down and then hope Joe Barry's defense does just enough to stop Buffalo. Otherwise, this game is dead in the water. I hate to look at it at 11 points, but it is what it is, man. This team is not playing very well. No, you're right. And Rondé, the other thing you didn't mention is that Sean McDermott coming off a bye week because he is such a good coach is 5-0. and the dude doesn't lose. He game plans the hell out of you and that week off when people are supposed to be chilling and drinking Mai Tais. He does not do that. The Buffalo Bills, and we said this week one, I remember this, are the team, not a team, the team that's supposed to win the Super Bowl this year. And they know it. They know that the target is squarely on their back because of how good they've been on both sides of the football and how Josh Allen has risen to this elite MVP quality quarterback. And he's probably going to win the MVP uh, this season. He's got weapons around him, Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis, who nobody would have thought was going to be the guy. His 13 receiving touchdowns in his last 12 games going back to last season. He's evolved into that dude for this team. Nobody would have expected Green Bay to be coming into this game not having a chance and being a double digit underdog. It's one thing to lose a game by double digits, but the expectation to get blown out, that means that people think this game is going to be 20 points the other way, right? If it's 11 to get to take the number. So Green Bay 
doesn't have the talent around Aaron Rodgers right now. Their leading wide receiver is Robert Tanyan. Like he's a good player, but when you're Aaron Rodgers and your tight end is your leading target getter, then something's wrong. He doesn't have trust in the in the in this uh, Christian uh, Watsons of the world, the Sammy Watkins who has been banged up. Uh, there's the Lazard. He's not an impact separation yeah. player. If Aaron Jones isn't catching balls out of the backfield, think about this. Aaron Rodgers is checking down, right? They're throwing screens. They're throwing they're throwing smoke routes. They're doing the things that young quarterbacks are supposed to do in the league, league to get production. They're lost right now. Let's be honest. And the Buffalo Bills are a no mercy team, right? <laughs> they are not gonna, eh, you know what? Let's just turn around and hand the ball off. They're gonna stick their foot on your throat and choke you out. So you gotta watch this one carefully, especially how it starts to develop. You might be looking for some in-game uh, props in this game. That's well said. We'll see how motivated Rodgers is as he comes in as a double-digit underdog for the first time in his career. Current odds from Superbook.com. Buffalo Bills, minus 11 and a half. Point total at 47 and a half. We'll go to Rondé. Who do you got in this one? You already pretty much told us, but let's yeah. make it official. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the games. If, when you At the beginning of the year, you look at games on the scales and you're like, yes, I can't wait for this game. I wouldn't touch this game. I wouldn't touch this spread for anything. 11 points to me is scary just because it's – 11 points and it's Aaron Rodgers. He's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. But in this game, I'm taking, I'd say cover. They're going to cover. <laughs> yeah. Cover. The, like, yeah. The only way that yeah. you would get me to even think, think about taking Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers plus mm, would be 15, 16. Wow. Two touchdowns two plus. Touchdowns, right. I think yeah. the Buffalo Bills are going to destroy them at home with a rabid crowd who is going to be merciless and energetic because they know for the first time since the mid eighties, they have the best team in football period. All right. So you both agreed on all your picks this. Oh no, no, no. We have one. We have one. You uh, Tiki, we you won. went Baltimore. And Ronde, you Baltimore. Went yeah. yeah. Give me that black quarterback. all right then i'm gonna make this a clean sweep bills are well rested ready to perform in front of the hometown fans i mean the defense could destroy this packer offense uh they are giving up both the fewest points per game and the fewest yards per game scary and the green bay offense is just in disarray the last time the bills were a double digit favorite this season well, they destroyed Pittsburgh 38 to three. I'm with Tiki. I like Buffalo to cover this big line. Superbook is still offering some great sign-up bonuses, promotions. So get to superbook.com, download that app, and get in on all the sports that are going on right now: college football, NFL, NHL, and even the NBA. And make sure you are following us on all social media platforms at Superbook Sports. Check out superbook.com on Sunday morning before you make any of those wagers. All right, if me just mentioning the recent play of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, and I'll throw Russell Wilson in there, wasn't enough to scare the you-know-what out of you? Well, Betting with the Barbers presents a new segment this week, Mm -hmm. Should You Be Scared If? (laughs) Dun-dun-dun! I know, guys, just days away from Halloween. Here's the deal. I will read three 
horrifying statements. And then we will dis- we will decide if we should be scared or not. Easy enough. Topic number one. Should you be scared if you're an AFC West team other than Kansas City with playoff hopes? Ooh, yes. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. You should be scared if you're in the AFC West right now because there is not one team other than the Chargers, maybe sitting at four and three, that have a chance of getting ahead of Baltimore, Cincinnati. Cincinnati's starting to play well all of a sudden. Tennessee's finding ways to win. They're going to win their division, I think. We gave up on the Colts, I think, with the new quarterback. The Chargers are the only team that can possibly get in there. So if you're asking me if, if any of them should be scared other than Kansas City, yes, they should absolutely be scared. Well, you know why you should be, Ron? Because in New York, people are talking about the Jets as a playoff team at five and two. The Jets aren't good, but they found ways to win football games. And it's mostly Absolutely. because the defense has become elite. So, yeah, be scared because the Jets might beat some of you to the postseason. I'm just saying. Absolutely. And who would have thought at the beginning of the year we were talking about all four teams making the playoffs? Kansas City's a given. I think there is an outside chance that the Chargers can turn things around and maybe slip into the postseason. But right now, the AFC West has been a trick, not a treat. So, yes, you should be terrified. Oh, that was well done, Ron. Well done. Thank you. (laughs) Topic number two, should you be scared if your Cliff Kingsbury's agent. <laughs> you, you, uh, we, no. we all saw no, him blow up with Kyler should. Murray on the sideline. I could probably get him a fight in the octagon right now, but should you be scared if you're Cliff Kingsbury's agent? You know, you shouldn't be scared if you're Cliff Kingsbury's agent because this guy has failed forward every step of his career. And even though they're underachieving right now and he's got a quarterback where they had to put a clause in his contract and then obviously take it out miraculously uh, to study and work instead of, you know, free uh, freestyling it every single day, they find ways to just stay here or there. And even if he does get fired, I just have this crazy sense that he's going to go walk back into college and get some highfalutin job. So, no, I'm not scared if I'm Cliff Kingsbury's agent. That dude can't fail. This is very much like the uh, Matt Rule question. You could ask this about Matt Rule two weeks ago. Would you be scared if you're Matt Rule? No, I know I suck up here. I'm just going to go back to where I came from and get paid $60 million to do nothing. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm a B.I. That's what he's saying right now. Yeah. It's Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> no, don't be scared. I'm with you. I think the return of DeAndre Hopkins is a big deal, too. The And winning can cure everything. And then I saw this stat. Oh, the day, guys. Kingsbury's an impressive 15-4-1 against the spread. 79% as a road underdog. If they can pull off the upset in Minnesota, I am not scared if I'm Cliff Kingsbury's agent, at least not yet. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, and, and Rig points out, good looking people get all the breaks. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. <laughs> you people. I thought you were claiming that for a second, Ron. <laughs> no, I gave the credit where it was due. <laughs> <laughs> all right, topic number three, as we head into Halloween, Should you be scared if you're Alabama's hopes of making the college football playoff? Ooh, Ooh. terrifying in Bama. I'm going to say no. 
Because you're no. going to get another shot yeah. at Tennessee when they beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. Prediction. Non-home site, a neutral site. Bryce Young has not fared well in hostile environments. He lost at Texas A&M a year ago. He lost at Tennessee this past season because it was intimidating. But Ole Miss served up a dud last weekend, which oh. clears the way for Alabama to win the West as long as they take care of business, and they will, and win the SEC West. They still have to play LSU and um, and Ole Miss. LSU Ole Miss, beat yeah. Ole Miss, so they'll beat both of those teams. Alabama will. They'll win the West, and they'll get a rematch against Tennessee, and they'll beat them in a neutral site with a healthier Bryce Young was coming off a shoulder subluxation. So I'm going to say I'm not scared if I'm Alabama. The path is very clear and succinct for Alabama to get to the college football playoff. Here's the better question. Should you be scared if you're any team outside of the SEC about getting in? Because Alabama's going to get in. <laughs> yes, when they should. there could be three teams from the SEC and you're in. Gonna, you're going to see Georgia – and Tennessee and Ohio State as the four teams. Yeah. That's what's well, going to happen. I'm just telling you. They'll, they'll, for the first time, have to take a two-loss or a non Exactly. Or non-conference. It'll be interesting. Yeah. The question is, are you scared if you're Michigan, if you're going to get razor blades in your Snickers this Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> Old school, man. Old school. A lot of our... Viewers and listeners have no idea what that even means. No, no. It's a it's a long path. I mean, two bold predictions, guys. Very impressive. I mean, they still got a tough schedule with LSU, who's playing a lot better. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss, yep, they stumbled last week. But then they, they got to win those and the SEC title game. I mean, Tiki, you're very confident, but... You know, we're putting, that, putting out the possibilities. We're throwing out the spooky possibilities. I'm telling you why I'm not scared. That's why I'm not scared if I'm Alabama. Now, I'm, I'm basically right. a de facto Alabama play-by-play guy on national radio because I've been down there three times already, and I'll be back for the Iron Bowl. <laughs> but I, just, I see so you them, should listen I, to this. I know they're good. <laughs> well, okay, so I'll just leave it. I would be a little spooked if I was mm-hmm. a Bama fan. Not much. Mm-hmm. How about that? Yes. All right, guys. Great job, as always. We want to thank our viewers, listeners, and everyone that check in every week to Betting with the Barbers, powered by Superbook Sports. Please make a second, take a second to like, rate, and subscribe. Of course, Betting with the Barbers is available on Spotify and Apple Music and, of course, at Superbook.com. All right. Halloween's almost here, guys. Give us your spooky thoughts before we kick off the week in the NFL. There are only two six-win teams in the NFL. They're both in the NFC East. Spooky. You know what's spooky? Terrifying. Terrifying. You know what's you know what's terrifying and spooky? Nobody in football wants to talk about the Minnesota Vikings and the job Kevin O'Connell is doing. It's a great point. They blew out Green Bay to start the season, and we didn't know Green Bay was bad. They lost to the only undefeated team in football and have then since railed off four straight wins and nobody says a word about them. It's just want to think about. remind you that uh, this could be terrifying too, but there was one guy who predicted that they would go to the Super Bowl. Just, <laughs> I know. 
Spooky. No. All I'm going to say, my final word is it's going to be a lot of fun this year. The perennial powers are fading a little bit. Rams, Bucks, Packers barely hanging on. And you see teams like who you just mentioned, the Vikings, Giants, Eagles are on the rise. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Guys, enjoy the games this week. You too, Ronnie. All right, here we go. For my partners, that is Tiki Barber. That is Ronde Barber. Follow us on social media at Tiki Barber, at Ronde Barber, at R. Cruck, and of course, at Superbook Sports. Enjoy the games. You've been locked into the Betting with a Barber's podcast. 10, 5, touchdown Tiki Barber. Presented by Superbook Sports, featuring former All-Pro NFL stars Tiki and Ronde Barber, and featuring Ron Kruk. Subscribe, rate, follow, and review today, and never miss out on the Barber Twins weekly betting advice. Tiki Barber takes it all the way, 62 yards. Ronde Barber broke up the play. Ronde Barber breaks it up. Want the best sports betting podcasts on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com. Home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network. network.